0: Let us pray. God of bountiful grace, who seeks justice, joins the brokenhearted, help and deliver us. Padre de gracia que busca justicia, que se uno une al quebrantado, ayúdanos. Recuérdanos que el mensaje que tú nos llamas a dar. Requiere un amor que es radical y acciones. Remind us that important messages require radical love and action. Amen. Good morning y buenos días. Es un placer estar con ustedes. It is so good to be with you all today. God uses humans to pass on important messages. We know this. Last week, Reverend Hannah's message was one of being called to be truth-tellers. Even if a little wild sometimes, truth-tellers in all that we do. Our lessons today continue this message. Isaiah is remembering God's promises and everlasting covenant, this word that we first hear about in Genesis when he learns about God's covenant with Abram, or we all learn. A promise. The promises that God makes. Promises that are not broken and that are between God and humans. Promises that require relationships and also a certain level of trust. Like some of the words also in our opening hymn this morning, are Christ... Who is the promise? But what can we possibly say about this that we haven't heard before? How do we apply this message to our lives with a new and revitalized meaning? Thomas Warren once warned about what can happen when all words have become alike. What can be our single message from today's lessons without our weariness getting the best of us? How do we hold on to what is good, like the Apostle tells us in his letter today? And how do we allow ourselves to truly experience that what is good? How do we get there without also drowning when we feel like we are in deep waters? or if we refuse to sit in those moments of pain and suffering. I was the youngest of four growing up. There wasn't always room to share or, expre- or express your feelings as the youngest one. And I don't think this was ill-intentioned by my siblings or my parents. My parents came to this country to work and did just that. I remember one specific time that stands out and I still get a little teary-eyed sometimes. I'm not sure exactly how old I was, probably between 10 or 12. But my aunt was going to SeaWorld and had invited my brother to go. I was not invited. And I remember being so sad and hiding under the bed so that nobody would hear or see me cry. My heart and mind did not understand a few things at this age. One, my aunt probably couldn't afford to take me. Two, I didn't understand that there would be other times or other opportunities for me to go. But most importantly, here, I already thought that my crying created tension. I had already decided that it was wrong for me to do this. I have always felt a lot, but I have felt a lot in private. There was no room or time for me to stop everything to feel. And even now, I must be intentional about expressing my feelings and checking in with myself. Even most recently in seminary, I pushed through even when spiritually and sometimes emotionally I was feeling drained. And I share these stories because I feel that during this pandemic, one of the best ways for you to get to know me is through my preaching. Being extremely vulnerable, which is scary, but it also invites you into my life. Now back to my message for today. You should know that when you are in survival mode for so long, It is your default to compartmentalize. I get told I present as confident. But I am more like those ducks that you see at Buffalo Bayou. They look calm on the surface, but probably paddling as hard as they can to stay afloat. I have to remind myself that my feelings are allowed always, and whenever they come up, that feeling happy all the time is not what I am called to be, and that to truly appreciate the joy that comes from God, I also need to understand my own pain. get curious about my own suffering, like the prophet Isaiah endured suffering, like Jesus endured suffering, like Naomi, like Job, like John, like so many others in the Bible, who then were renewed and restored by God like many of you suffering today. So I share my personal experience in hopes that you will get a glimpse of why joy and pain can be experienced differently by others. A bird's eye view and an additional angle to our diverse experiences. But all of these messengers had a few things in common. Among them, knowing and recognizing their limitations. And that was helpful for me. In last week's Gospel of Mark, we read about John the Baptizer. And today's introductory verses of John's Gospel also speaks of this man sent from God. A man called to testify to the light. John knew who he was, did not claim to be himself the light, but rather a witness. My mom was recently diagnosed with cancer. And this is one of the very first times that I publicly share this. I can clearly remember my mom walking out of the clinic with her results and getting into the car where Tan, my husband, and I were waiting for her. We looked at each other and held each other's hands in silence. And we prayed. We cried together. And after that, I got to work. I got to doing what I have become so accustomed to, I compartmentalized and went into overdrive, thinking there was no time to feel. I made dozens of phone calls, emails, left what seems like hundreds of voicemails, researched all I could on the internet, asked everyone who who has had an experience with cancer to to help me out, to give me some words of advice on what to do next. Trying to figure out how and who would heal my mom or help me fix this. Until one night, when on held me, and finally I just, I cried. I sat on the floor and cried out to Jesus. I was tired, I was afraid, I thought nothing was happening, but when I let go and instead of thinking of what else I needed to do, I prayed for God to take control, thought of God as my hope, prayed for God to provide rest and healing to all parts of this experience. Being forced to remember and recognize my limitations has allowed me to be a better witness. Now, don't get me wrong, I do need to constantly be reminded of this. Inviting God over and over again into my broken heart, our broken world today. And emptying Constantly checking myself. I am not the Messiah. John knew what he was called to do. And John knew that the time would come. But waiting is difficult for all of us. I mean, here we are how many months into this now? Yet Paul and our third Advent candle today call us to rejoice. But I can't tell you to feel this today. I can't ask you to do something that I am still working to do myself. But instead, I would like to invite you into a place of waiting like Mary. Waiting with a sense of knowing that life is about to change. As we think of all of the lessons for today, let us be reminded of their context. What was happening at the time of them? There was fear, Mary, a pregnant virgin. The people did not believe John, chaos, drama. as we wait today we too know that life will soon change for all of us Christmas began with Mary hope arrived transformation was happening Mary being pregnant and then raising Jesus raising the Savior John transformed by the love of Christ this year has been hard for all of us I am sure we tried to avoid it at first but by now we are all missing something longing missing the absence of just small things and grand things la ausencia experiencing some sort of a loss loss of loved loved ones loss of a job loss of the joy of an afternoon walk the loss of our traditions we are in the midst of pain in the midst of chaos in our country, in our world, in our churches, in our hearts. But hope is coming. Jesus brings and is hope. The same Jesus who came to provide hope to Mary is the same one who came to 12-year-old and, most recently, 32-year-old Luce providing that same hope. But even in those moments, even then, we are called to be active truth-tellers, to help others experience by listening, by doing, and experience Christ through that. Prophets, modern-day prophets, we could say. Who are those crying for justice today? Because this is what is at the heart of God, justice and peace. And without justice, we cannot have peace. But without facing or sitting in our own mess, whether it be individual or communal mess, there also can't be peace. So during this time of Advent, when things are tumultuous for all, may we seek justice and peace like Jesus did. May we face our fears May we face our battles knowing our limitations and welcoming God into our darkest spaces. And may we be witnesses of the Word in all that we say and do. May we seek justice, love mercy, and walk humbly with our God. Amen.